This episode of the Up for Discussion podcast is brought to you in part by HazelAid.com. HazelAid is an online retailer of natural, therapeutic hazelwood and Baltic amber jewelry based right here in Montreal. With over 700 unique sizes, colors, and styles, there's something for everyone. For those of you who don't know, hazelwood is a natural way to treat acid-related issues like heartburn, acid reflux, and even some kinds of eczema. Baltic amber is useful in naturally healing pain and inflammation, reducing dependency on traditional painkillers. So if you're interested in some natural products that look great head to hazelade.com and use the coupon code upford that's u-p-f-o-r-d at hazelade.com and you'll get 10 percent off your order that's hazelade.com coupon code upford for 10 percent off your order on with the show Welcome and good morning, worthy friends. This is episode 216 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot treats and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatna. I'm Adrian Schoen. And we're joined today by a special guest. He's the host of uh, one of the newest shows on the network, Gateway Music. His name is Howard Mitnick. Yay! Hello. How you doing? I'm doing really well, thanks. Thanks so much for inviting me to be part of this wonderful experience. Of course. So so right out the gate, do you want to tell the folks at home what your show is about? Sure, it's about an hour. Right. And that's it. Here's Benson. <laughs> Take it's, my uh, wife, please. Exactly. You know, dad joke. I'm allowed to make dad jokes. I'm a dad. Yeah. Um, this is the most dads we've ever had. Oh, yes. I'm, yes. I'm outnumbered. Sixty-seven percent of us are dads. Adrian, you're Rounding a dad up. at heart. Oh, it might be true. My the podcast is about. Uh, was just, we were just talking about it beforehand. It's about how music makes us feel, and how music is a very a powerful tool to to create personal identity mm. and to uh, access feelings that maybe sometimes are hard to access. Um, so basically I ask um, someone who music is important to, whether they're musicians or whether music has had impacts in their life, to talk, to talk about an album, usually sometimes a technology or an experience mm-hmm. where the, they fell in love or they fell strongly about something. I'm looking forward to doing one where someone really hated something and that affected Ooh. them. But but they they felt very strongly about uh, an album or a technology, mm. and it affected how they think about music. It affected how they think about themselves. And uh, we sort of go through the album and talk about their musical experiences before and after. Sweet. Oh, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. So you've done like... You've recorded eight oh, or nine, maybe I think 10 11. episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No one's asked you yet what your like gateway album is because yeah. you're the one interviewing them, obviously. Yeah. So I wanted to take a chance to to ask you, like, what was the sort of like well, if you had to pick one album? I think <laughs> what I'm learning, and because this is not just from my show, but it's from actually mm-hmm. negotiating with people before the show, because I'm like, okay, what's your album? And you know, right. the 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 everyone's answer is the same. It's either the Beatles or Michael Jackson. Hmm. But once, so once you get past the Beatles and Michael Jackson, because for me, it's the Beatles. I, hmm. you know, like that was, I got an, a portable A track player when I was really young and I had it in my room. I couldn't even like put an album on. I didn't have the manual dexterity for it. Like, <laughs> but I could 
push this cassette cartridge into right. the portable eight track player that I could do. And I could pump the top to change the program. <laughs> um, and I got my, for some reason I ended up with two Beatles albums and two Be- two Beatles and two Bee Gees. Okay. So this would have been a 1977 or something like that. 78. Um, I would have been seven or eight years old. So those would be for sure. I fell desperately in love with those. The Beatles became a long-term love affair. And then there was this, I guess maybe what I would say just for the purposes of what I, to make sense of what I just said, because why not? There was an album that came out called Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Band, sure, yeah. But not the Beatles album. Oh. It was a movie that came out in the late 70s starring the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton. Oh, my okay. God. With guest performances, music, all of the guest musical performances by Steve Martin, <laughs> sure, Aerosmith. Okay. You are making this up. George, uh, George Burns. Like the who comedian? Else? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, who else? There was a few other people in it. But anyway, it was this incredible conflation of mm. these two love affairs that I already had because I loved the Bee Gees. Right. Um, and I loved the Beatles. Right. And the Bee Gees were playing Beatles songs in a movie all based on a Beatles album that I already loved. Right. Weird. So it was like my dream come true. And I devoured myself and my cousins because I grew up really close with my cousins and my mm. brother. We just devoured it. We went to see the theater. It got universally panned. It was <laughs> right. apparent. It was a terrible movie, but everyone was wrong. <laughs> we were quite certain it was right. the greatest thing in the world and I got that on a track right. so that was a pretty special experience and I For could sure. definitely go deep talking about that um, you, you know it's interesting because like I I'm a person who like I don't love the Beatles I have like I I think they were important to pop music I can't deny that a lot of their music is really good and catchy but they don't have like a special place in my heart in that way mm-hmm. but I sometimes will walk around singing Beatles songs <laughs> because they, they get stuck in my head and I think that part of it is that I've heard so many really good covers of their music that some songs end up getting stuck in my head and I was thinking about that while you were talking about the Bee Gees you mm-hmm. know essentially doing a Beatles cover album I once got this album that was a bunch of reggae covers of Beatles songs. Sure. It was not good, <laughs> but man, was it great. Yeah, for sure. I but get you know, that. Like, I think sometimes you just have to have a step removed because like, I have this with uh, some classical music where like, if it's Mozart, it just kind of fits my idea of what mm. classical music is supposed to sound like. Yeah. And I kind of shut off in a way. Mm. Um, and, like, it, it, I find it difficult to listen to in a, like, a new fresh way because it's just in the back of my head this is what they play in fancy restaurants <laughs> right and um but like when i hear you know um, more modern or like the atonal stuff that everybody hates like I, i'm more engaged like mm-hmm. i do like orchestral music um but i i could see that but like the beatles are so far reaching like i had mm-hmm. a massive beatles obsession when i was in high school mm-hmm. like i painted um yellow submarine on my wall i did like a full-size mural like where they were like a foot taller than i was um, I like I, I would go to Beetle Fest. It was a big co- like a uh, convention in Chicago. Uh, like I, I was obsessed, and mm-hmm. uh, the anthology came out a little bit after that uh, when I was in high school. And yeah, it, like and so everybody was really into the Beatles again. Like there was this big kind of hippie revival where everybody, <laughs> for some reason, in my high school, everybody was listening to like Erasure, ABBA, the Beatles, and like maybe like Leb Zeppelin and the Doors. Like it was a very weird time. <laughs> Like bell bottoms made a big comeback, right. yeah. But like, I, I had dated a guy who was a from the Ukraine and he was a heavy metal guitarist, and mm-hmm. just like 
everything came back to the Beatles for him. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's it's funny. Like the Beatles, I think to me are a band that like, I want to hear them covered. I think mm. is what it comes down to. Cause you mentioned like um, classical music being the thing that they play in like fancy restaurants. Yeah. I, I straight up have been to so many nice restaurants where they've been playing somebody's weird acoustic covers of Beatles songs <laughs> right? or like instrumental versions of them. Well, acoustic covers is a thing that just has become well, sorry, before there used to be acoustic covers, now that's a thing. Yeah. Like, like it's an official genre is like right. acoustic covers. Like yeah. you can, you know, go go look on any music streaming site and right. it's just like acoustic covers is, right. a, is a genre. <laughs> okay. I love it. Yeah, everyone does. It. That's yeah. why it's a genre. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, unintrusive. It's familiar. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's it, right? It's taking that thing that like, because, you know, you hear like let it be or or imagine you hear like one of the big Beatles songs mm-hmm. that everybody knows and no matter who's singing it how they're singing it the second you recognize it you're home you're comfortable and you're like oh cool I'm, I'm in this like comfy space and it's like I think there's something really special and powerful about that that I don't think any other artist has for me and yet I don't love the Beatles <laughs> like it's it's this thing I hold in contention where I'm like this is not a band that I care about that deeply but it's a band that i always feel cozy listening to so uh, here's here's um i didn't hear anything that you said after you said that 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 imagine was a beatles song because it's actually a john lennon song everything else but no but uh, come on silly love songs imagine (laughs) silly love songs so but but the simply having a wonderful christmas but but actually that's it is that like i it's hard for me to believe that anyone could honestly sort of reckon with the Beatles albums and not at least um, be shocked by the transformation that Mm. went on from as you go like you know we live in a time now where like bands put out albums and every first albums who cares anymore but bands like you know like Radiohead put out out an album every four years and that's Mm. kind of normal right? right the Beatles would put out two albums a year right and they made such rapid changes yeah. um, that it's it's jaw dropping. Right. If you listen to it as like a as a landscape of a period of a short period of time, mm. you really see that. That's amazing. And the other thing that's just so amazing about it is just John Lennon's um, personal stamp. The way that he told created songs, there wasn't really anyone before him who was writing so personally. Like mm. the song was from John Lennon for you to hear. It wasn't like Bob Dylan with sort of like cryptic lyrics. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't Elvis Costello who was just like singing other people's words. Right. It was, it was John Lennon has a help. I mean, that song, he wrote that song in 1965. He wrote a song saying, I need some help, please. I'm John Lennon and I'm struggling. <laughs> and, that's my favorite lyric. And that's, yeah, exactly. But that is what's pretty amazing and again that betrays the you know like i am more of a i love paul mccartney and i love his lyrics and i love his singing his voice and his musicality Mm -hmm. is unbelievable he's the best guitarist in the band and he wasn't the guitarist (laughs) like you know like he's amazing but like john lennon redefined how to be a public figure Mm. and still be be yourself Mm. in the public eye Mm. for good or for bad, whatever. I mean, he had to drop out eventually because it was too intense, but I think that's pretty special. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like where you can listen to a Beatles song and you can tell it's a Lennon song or a McCartney song. Sure. And uh, you can also just be like (laughs) 66, you know, (laughs) Ringo, he sang a couple. He was, he was not writing them up. (laughs) 
<laughs> but like, yeah, like you can actually hear year by year, like this is 67, this is 66. Like mm-hmm. you can really, like you can feel by the tone of the song what yeah. year it came out. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Yeah, there's no denying. There's like something really like special about that. Yeah. Like the only other artist I know who who I think of as having like done the sort of like extremely visible change in the way that they do things over the years was Elvis Costello. And even with him, it's not nearly as dramatic as what they do, right? Like if you listen to early Costello and late Costello, it's like, yeah, it's different. But like no one would question that it's the same person. With the Beatles, like their early stuff and their late stuff is such a wide Also like, because spectrum. the technology changed so mm-hmm. much in right. that short period of time, what you could actually do changed so much. Sure. Um, the, the band that I think about who changed so much from their first album to their last album, actually uh, the, the leader of the band, actually the songwriter, main songwriter, the, basically the, the, the central core of the band, uh, Mark Hollis just passed away from Talk Talk. That huh. band, if you listen to the, the first album, it was like, they were like a sort of a down downbeat Duran Duran in their okay. early 80s and they went on to like just record albums that were like with really mostly acoustic non-traditional rock and roll uh, instruments and they were quite the songs were quite broken down and they were beautiful like I mean like that those those albums are spectacular and everyone who loves like that kind of music is like mm. that's the greatest and that's like from the craziest from the first song of the person's band career to last song right. that's the biggest transformation for me interesting yeah fair enough this is unrelated it's still music it makes me very sad that Oingo Boingo stopped putting out albums <laughs> <laughs> well, I love them so much but if you want to listen to you know he became a huge a oh huge yeah compo- a soundtrack like, film, composer. Film composer yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah. and I I also probably love uh, Nightmare Before Christmas because it's Danny Elfman. Right. But, oh, um, Danny Elfman. There we go. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. So his band, Oingo Boingo, right. most popular song, Weird Science. But there's just like, it's the most bizarre sound. And it's like got this very like personal kind of screamy, like real visceral feeling to it. And it's weird. And um, I remember I just, I went to LA and I just like loaded up my, my phone with like a bunch of Oingo Boingo songs and mm. I was like running in the hills and I was like this, it just feels LA. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's a very, the very music, a very American music. Yeah. Oingo Boingo. For very sure. American. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's like a, that wouldn't have come from anywhere else. No, 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 no. Uh, and the videos are horrific. Never watch them. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm Aaron Lakoff, host of Changing on the Fly, a brand new podcast on the Upford Network. Changing on the Fly is a podcast that dives deep into the intersections between hockey and social justice. We take on issues of sexism, racism, and homophobia on the ice. You'll hear from athletes, activists, fans, scholars, and even musicians who love hockey but want to keep the jerks out of the game. Think Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams, but with skates and less teeth. It's your perfect antidote to Don Cherry and Coach's Corner. Hey, Don, what do you think of changing on the fly? Not the left-wing pinkle media bleeding hearts, guys. What are you, nuts? Anyways, you can find Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts or visit us online at changingontheflypodcast.wordpress.com. 
I'm Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a new Pokemon podcast brought to you by the Upward Network. We've decided to take on the task of watching through every episode of Pokemon, providing live commentary and in-depth analysis of everyone's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're tackling the hard-hitting issues. Is Brock racist? Was coughing the first ever suicide bomber? What are the environmental implications of using Pikachu to power a building? Will Misty ever get her pipe back? Find out the answer to all these questions and more on Blasting Off Again. Available on the Upward Network, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're, We're blasting off again! Ding. Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. You never know how you're going to impact someone's life. Maybe you'll inadvertently introduce them to the love of their life. Maybe you'll make them late for a bus, and then that bus will crash, and they won't die because they weren't on that bus because you made them late for it. Maybe you'll give them $5 in support for their podcast and help them pay their bills, earning their eternal gratitude. I guess that last thing is actually pretty much guaranteed really. So if you want to take control of your life, support us on Patreon. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, Anne, and Andrew. (sighs) You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind the scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give us at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Kendallin, who asks, what is your favorite happenstance story? Something that you decided to do last minute, a random thing that happened uh, that worked out well for you. Uh, maybe it helped you gain connections in your field or something that helped you in your personal life. So I have a, a story. Cool. Buckle in. Uh, so <laughs> uh, a very long time ago, uh, when my husband and I were still dating, we were living in Chicago and we were going to the Chicago Symphony music uh so (laughs) we're uh waiting for the l we're kind of bickering about like should we take the brown line which drops us off like a couple blocks closer or the red line that's already here and like two red line trains go by and we're still waiting for the brown line train we're like "Eh." and then the brown line train comes and it's not any brown line train it's the santa express (laughs) sorry what Mm. so the santa express They've taken out one of the cars and they put in like a flat and it's got a, a full like Santa sleigh and his reindeer and the inside they've done up with like garland and Christmas lights and and to add to the indignity of being a CTA worker they're dressed up like elves and they're all on the trains handing out candy canes and singing carols and we get on the train we're like this was worth it <laughs> this is great <laughs> so we're enjoying our candy canes and we're sitting on the train and um the train is going kind of fast. And I don't know if you know anything about the L in Chicago, but it's over a century old. So if it's going kind of fast, it, it's sort of like the Apollo coming back through like Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like rattling and, and the lights are flickering. We're like, that's unusual. <laughs> so we're taking the turns kind of hard. It's really tilting. Were, were there reindeers pulling the uh, the L? Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> It might as well. And so we're taking a turn and we're we're leaning pretty hard. And then it, bam, the lights go off. The train stops and we're just kind of slanted. And we're like, oh, okay. And so the, the elves are, are trying to get everybody, you know, calm down and, and you know, like, there's a little bit of a panic, but like, let's, uh, you know, like get a round of 12 days of Christmas running. Why not? <laughs> Why not? 
Were they threatening people? Like, are you going to be naughty or nice? <laughs> How many be... geese do you want us to let loose <laughs> on this train? <laughs> My husband, in, in a real highlight of his comedy career, <laughs> decides he's going to start singing with them and go, one derailed train. <laughs> and the, the CTA people are like, no, no, so shut They're laughing, but they're like, no, don't, don't do that. And uh, so we're like, this is a bit nuts. We're clearly late. All right, let's see what happens. So they start ushering us off the train and funneling us through. They've pulled up another train next to us and put a plank of wood in between the two. And Santa <laughs> is guiding us from one train wow. to the next. And we get back on the train the other direction, go back to the station that we started at, and get on the red line. <laughs> and we get to the concert about halfway through it but there was no way that that concert was better than being on that train (laughs) it was it was over 10 years ago and it's still i don't remember what they played but i remember that train ride (laughs) because it was amazing the santa express was it a christmas miracle it was a christmas miracle (laughs) you know this is the first time during that entire story that i realized that it was like Christmas time, presumably. <laughs> that whole time I was like, wow, it's weird that they just like one once in a while they replace one of the train cars with a sled all year round. Classic Chicago. <laughs> Classic Chicago. Loves their Christmas. <laughs> yeah. The L, a Christmas place to be. <laughs> Where somebody can stare at you and masturbate with you with unbreaking eye contact and also a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say he was a weird Santa. <laughs> Santa. They're rarely Santa. He was helping. He was helping people. He was. Uh, I had trouble with this question because um, the the like happenstance story for, that really sticks out for me is one that I'm sure we've told on the podcast before, mm-hmm. which is just that uh, I met Julian McKenzie a long time ago because he randomly showed up at my youth group one night, uh, and then we didn't see each other for years, and then you know now we work together and he's Toby's godfather and stuff. So I'm not going to retell a story that the podcast already knows. And instead, I'm going to tell a story that I'm pretty sure I've never told on the (laughs) podcast. Um, This this was years ago. I was uh, still doing music stuff pretty regularly and I'm running late for a practice and (laughs) I'm like carrying. I think I have like my acoustic bass on my back. So it's heavy and huge. And I've got a cajon in the other hand and like a mandolin in the other. And I'm like, all right. Time to go play all these instruments at the same time because my life sucks. And uh, and I'm walking through the park near Mount Royal um, to get to, you know, my bandmate's place in the plateau. And um, this woman stops me and she's like, excuse me, uh, I really need to, like, use the toilet. There's a porta potty, like, right over there, like, across the street. Can you hold my dog for a minute so I can go use the porta potty? I'm like, yeah, all right, fine. But I'm in a hurry, so, like, you know, don't take your time or whatever, right? <laughs> So I'm holding her dog uh, and also all of my instruments and another woman comes up uh, from the other side and is asking me to, you know, point her in the right direction to get to McGill. And I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, it's it's that way. I'm pointing, you know, facing away from the porta potty. This is important detail. I'm like pointing her like you really, you can just walk along that road. You'll get there eventually. Like, you know, I, I don't know what part of campus you're going to, but like it's there. She's like, Oh, thanks so much. I turn around and the dog is under a parked car. So I'm like, of course, of course you're under a parked car. So I I go over and I'm like tugging, trying to get the dog to come out and the dog's not coming out. Like, all right. So I, I get down on my knees and I'm like looking under 
and uh, I just see the leash is like in the car, basically. <laughs> like it's stuck under the car somehow. And I'm like, what? How did the dog get caught under the? Here I am thinking, like, shit, maybe this lady's dog ran away. The leash is like coiled under the car or something. Um, and the lady comes back right as I'm noticing this and she's like, where's my dog? I'm like, oh, it, it crawled under the car. I'm just trying to get it out. She looks in the backseat of the car and says, wait, no, my my dog's in the backseat of the car. What, what's happening? Are you trying to steal my dog? I'm like, uh, no, no, I'm very confused. Maybe it, maybe there's a hole in the bottom and it crawled in. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know, lady. I'm confused too. And then I pull the leash again and a cat comes out wearing it. What? And the woman looks at me and she grabs me by the shoulders and she's like, I think I know what's going on here. I'm like, please tell me because I have no idea. She says, you're on just for laughs gags. Yep, I figured that was the end of it. I think I you so must mad. have told me that. I was so mad. It was. It did not work out well for me in the end. I was late for that band practice. I was mad about it. But, you, but a, did you sign the release? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a just for laughs joke. Like It's so Byzantine and nonsensical. <laughs> It's just to confuse it? somebody. No. I, the worst part is, I'm I'm pretty sure someone told me they saw the episode that prank was on, and my clip didn't even make it in. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it it taught me a valuable lesson, which is if you grab someone's dog for them while they pee, you should always actively keep an eye on the dog. How did they do it? So so I think what happened was I stopped close enough to like she pulled me aside very close to this parked car, like uh-huh. I was on the like edge of the street, basically. And then I guess they like lure the dog. Like I don't know. There's someone hiding in the car or something. I, I don't no, but know. how do they make the transfer? They... That's it. Like I think they have. Um, I, I think they maybe just were hiding on the other side of the, the door, even, and just like, like I don't. I don't think there's a hole in the car or anything. I don't know. See, is that a prank or is that a magic trick? A little of both. <laughs> I think it's a magic prank. <laughs> What's the difference between a prank and a magic trick? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough question. I think if you saw somebody in half in a prank, it's usually not a, like it's not an illusion. Usually, well, well, the prank is that you're not letting the person know, you're not challenging them from the from the outset that I'm going to do something that is going to break your mind, and I'm challenging you to try to find it. A prank is when the person is not aware that you're about to do <laughs> right. some sleight of hand or some some misdirection. Right. I think that's yeah. the difference, right? The, the difference so it was clearly consent. it was completely a, a prank and not a... Yeah, like I, yeah. I think you're not supposed to sit there and go, how did they make it happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, like my favorite prank for a prank show is that uh, somebody had this like black lacquer like glass desk, and people would come in and they would throw like papers on the guy's desk and it was water. <laughs> and so they would just sink into the desk. And everyone's like, oh no. <laughs> That's a good one. That's pretty good. But, but uh, in those, in those uh, just for laughs things, I like when they actually do show you uh, in pantomime, the right. person explaining how they did the thing to the other person. And they, and they look over there and the person starts to laugh. Right. So they didn't do that to you. They didn't show you. Uh. They, in, in big gestures, how it happened? No, all no. it really was was like she pointed and it was like, there's a man with a camera right. in uh, that okay. car parked across the street. You're on just, but that was it. There was no explanation of how they got the dog in and out. I, I was in a hurry. So right. as soon as they told me, I was like, do I have to sign a le- release or something? I, I have to go. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, sure. Just sign this. 
They're like, he's B-roll footage at best. We're not explaining anything. I was too grumpy to make the cut. (laughs) How about you, Howard? Got a happenstance story? Well, I mean, you you know, um, I've had in the period of time that I've had to contemplate this. uh, Thank you for joining us last minute. (laughs) This question. Um, I do have something really, it's actually a huge thing. It's probably the defining moment of my life. Okay. Um, And it's that I had to take a dump. I, uh, I had, after my undergrad, I moved back in with my parents as I applied to grad school. Um, and I helped a friend of mine shoot a film and he's a filmmaker and Saul Pincus. You can look him up on IMDb and, uh, he's an editor currently. And, uh, he, um, we were shooting and I met a whole bunch of nice people who went to do Concordia film and Concordia communications through this. And it was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Uh, and the assistant director was a woman named Anne Martin, who was really nice and really smart and really p- positive person. I liked her a lot. And we were shooting on location, the alley behind, um, the a bar that I used to work at. I used to be a busboy at Cheers, which was on mm-hmm. Mc. Tavish or whatever. I think it's in Boston. <laughs> yes, yes, it was, but uh, and it was like a sort of a slightly reformed Coke bar meat mm. market. Um, right. So the next, well, I lost my job there because I forgot about it, and I went to my sister's. <laughs> I, I went to my sister's wedding, and then I got I got a message saying you're fired. But um, I had, so I, we were shooting right behind the alley. I knew it really well, and shooting as it always does, it was going a little bit late, and I, I really had to had to drop a deuce and I turned to the assistant director who was Ann Martin and I said I, I know I gotta go to the bathroom oh wait a minute I'm wrong we, that, that we that was a different night of shooting we were still shooting a location but it was actually in the plateau mm-hmm. and I turned to Ann and she said you just got that story for cheers for free that was just <laughs> a gratis story so um I, I, she said, you can, my, I live right nearby. You can just come to my place and you can use the washroom. I was like, great. Cause that's much better than trying to figure out another situation. Mm-hmm. So I went into her apartment. It was the first time I was ever there. She had a huge, big bathroom with a couch in it. It was the only time I'd ever <laughs> oh. seen that. Huh. I don't like that. I did. Oh, my, I like it very much. I did my business and I came out of the, the bathroom and I met, um, Anne's roommate. And um, we shook hands and after I I assured her I'd washed my hands, Mm -hmm. we shook hands and she seemed really nice. And uh, she's my wife and she's the mother of the children that we share. And uh, if I had not had to to drop a load, I would never have met her. And that so that was the best thing in the world because so many good things have come from that uh random experience yeah was that part of your vows (laughs) it was not it was not it was not but it's uh i'm very grateful for having to go to the bathroom at that moment that was a great 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 dump (laughs) i've never had a poop work out that well for me (laughs) plus a couch yeah yeah yeah. What's not to like? I, okay, let's talk about this bathroom couch thing because we've we've answered Kendallin's question and now we need to unpack this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, because it was because it could, because it could be yes okay. because the bathroom was so large that you could fit a couch in it and they were you know twenty one years old mm-hmm. and they had, someone was getting rid of a couch and it was like let's put that in the bathroom. But like 
do you use a bathroom couch? Because in my mind, the couch in the bathroom is going to start to absorb the smells of the bathroom. I think, um, uh, you know, when you're getting, when you're drinking and you're, you know, having fun and you're having parties and stuff, like, I think that that's a perfectly Mm. great place to have a couch. Okay. See, in my mind, I was not picturing, like, a garbage sidewalk couch. I was picturing, like, an elegant, like, settee, yeah. <laughs> like, like a fainting couch. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind it either way, but I just, in my mind, that's not exactly what I had. But I think we should all elevate the bathroom a little bit more. Let's make it a luxurious experience. Let's have a little lay down. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Maybe you want to sit, take off your socks. You know, you don't have to sit on the toilet. There's many yeah. times that I've been in my bathroom thinking, like, I guess I'll sit on the toilet because that's a place. But my toilet seat doesn't go down. Like, you can't sit on our toilet seat because we have a bidet. It, it folds oh, in. Oh, there okay. we go. And it's just, it's like a hard cover. It's yeah. like slanted and it, mm-hmm. you'll break it. So, like, I have to like go on the edge of a tub or, you know. We have a bench in our bathroom. See? Mm. Yeah. It's quite it's quite civilized. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but I But it doesn't have a soft cover. It doesn't have, like, a that's material that would absorb the odors. That's my issue is yeah. that the material would absorb odors and like you know if you splash it that's also a thing mm-hmm. how like, far away what, what are you doing that you're splashing around from like the toilet like Tom likes kids. to take the waters <laughs> you ever that's had true. a kid take a bath they splash you that's know true. well bath water is bath water is disgusting <laughs> bath water is human filth soup also all my laundry is in the bathroom so if I was really worried about that <laughs> that smell uh, like absorbing that would be a problem Fair. from the jump <laughs> I do I do frequently think that it would be nice to have some kind of like seat in the bathroom mm. like um, you know you do well yeah I mean other than the toilet oh <laughs> just because like you know if uh, like if Tefra's taking a bath but we also want to hang out but we're like this is the only time mm-hmm. she's like I, don't, I really want to take a bath is the only time I'm like, well, it's like late and I want to just be comfy. It'd be nice to be able to like sit and hang out and chat, you know? Oh, I think there should be a bookshelf, a chandelier, and a nice <laughs> fainted couch. You need the chandelier and yes. an Eames chair, really. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the bookshelf is, you know, that's the, the ledge of the toilet bowl, <laughs> like behind you, of the toilet uh, receptacle, whatever, the water. Yeah, the water tank. Yeah. The water tank. Thank you. That's the human word for it. <laughs> but I like to read in the bath. Have a selection. I have a Kindle, so I mean that really mm. takes care of that. And everybody always asks, like, don't you drop the books in the bathtub? Like, wait, I've been doing this for <laughs> my whole life. I've never dropped a book in the bathtub. Yeah. It's not that hard. The book gets fat as it swells up with <laughs> yeah. water. Yeah, and then it dry dry it out, and then you like, oh, you dropped it in the water. You yeah. know, that's the only way it looks like that. Yeah, uh, I'd never take baths ever. Oh, like not as I don't have like a policy. I just mm. never. It's like functional. It's super right. functional for me. I got my husband into it, and uh, they're great. Like mm. not having a bathtub in an apartment is a deal breaker for oh. me. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't think I would take a bath for cleanliness, but I've definitely taken a bath just to like be cozy. Oh, I take a bath every night because why? Why would I stand when I can like being assaulted by water? When I, I love just that. Lay in yeah, it? I love the pounding. I mean, <gasps> in fact, one of my favorite experiences in life is going to have you ever been to any of those um kind of like nordic spas oh i love them right so they usually have one area where like it's just like the pounding water area where like there's a waterfall <laughs> and it's just like one area and you just go underneath it and it just like drives the heavy water on your shoulders and your yeah. head and and that is one of my favorite things to do because like my i have um I have my mind is always kind of spinning a little bit mm-hmm. and I just love being overwhelmed 
by that experience where I, and I stop thinking and it's just, I'm just living. And I sort of have this like transcendental moment where I lose my ego and I lose myself and I'm just sort of like experiencing. And then after a while it starts to hurt and I go like, what, what's going on? Oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so I, that's a, I love water mm. pounding on me. See, and I, I do like those kind of waterfall situations. I do find that they're not strong enough to like really make it feel more massagey. And then mm. I have the constant self-consciousness of, am I splashing and annoying everyone <laughs> around me? Mm. So, but I, I got a massage uh, recently because um, my husband was on tour for three weeks and I was losing my mind because of just running back and forth trying to take care of all the animals and stuff. And, and, and boohoo me. And uh, <laughs> so I, I booked myself this like hour and a half massage. Nice. And so uh, <clears throat> I don't normally need like a, a deep, tissue kind of situation but i was like go at it and i just felt all of all of the muscles in my shoulder blades just cracking (laughs) up and down as he's like driving his elbow like deeper and deeper and you just you feel that like muscle twitch like after a little while and then and then you know like everything kind of and i was uh bruised and and it was great you were bruised well, I just, I was sore wow. for oh, like sore. a day and the guy is like, you'll want to drink a lot of water. Maybe take another steep. You're, you're going to have some soreness. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Um, but like I, <laughs> as he started doing it, my nose just started to like drip, oh, yeah. like a face down and it's just like streaming downward like a faucet. And I like, I got, I think it just released everything that I had pent up to me. I got like sick immediately after that. <laughs> oh. But, yeah. oh. I've yeah. had the, the like the nose fountain during a massage. It's always so like a little bit embarrassing, but also I think that if I was the massage therapist and the massage I was doing was so good that my patient <laughs> started like drooling or like schnatzing everywhere, I would be so like satisfied with myself. I assure you that the massage therapist is not preoccupied with that. <laughs> like there are other things that they're worried about. That's not one right. of the, the, the things that like spontaneously ex- exploding is not the thing that right. they're worried about. Yeah, that's it. Like I, I think if they noticed, they would just be like, wow, I'm good at this. Cool. Yeah. I mean, how many people just like start farting uncontrollably? Ugh. Like, you know that that's a and thing it's that also happens. also their job. They do it every right. day. Yeah. Like when you do a job every day, that's always a part of my job is like, you know, like I'm a, a family doctor and, and like people, people are like embarrassed or like, no, like I'm like, you don't, you don't get it. Like I don't care right. at <laughs> you're all. Desensitized. Like, I don't mean that I don't care about you or I don't care about right. doing a good job, but like what you're worried about right now and what you're feeling, I get you, you're entitled to feeling nervous. Yeah. Like this, you don't do this every day. Right. So you're totally entitled to feel that way. Right. But I absolutely don't care. Right. Yeah. It really doesn't matter to me what your penis looks like. Right. <laughs> well, frankly, I'm a little hurt. <laughs> All right, guys. Now we're going straight to the wild, wild web. Wicked wild. Wicked, wicked wild web. Sure. <laughs> this is the part of the show where one of us shares something ridiculous we found on the internet this week. This time it's my turn. Uh, so... I, as you guys know, I have a Pokemon podcast um, where uh, my buddy Will and I are watching through all of the Pokemon cartoon mm. and doing live commentary tracks and also, you know, deep analysis of it because that's the kind of nerdy shit that I do. Um, and I found something this week that actually I think is going to be really fun to do with you guys because I don't think that either of you are huge Pokemon people Um but Howard is a doctor. Yes. And so I found on the internet this week a game called Pokemon or Prescription Medication. 
Okay. And uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you guys some names, and oh, I want okay. you to tell me if you think it's a Pokemon or a prescription medication. I feel like Howard has an advantage. <laughs> I'll say it after you. I'll let you answer yeah, first. Sure. Uh, number one, Excelgor. Prescription medication? What do you think? I think a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. All right. One point for Howard. <laughs> number two, Benicar. Prescription medication? This one, I'm not sure. I think it's a prescription medication. It is a prescription medication. Yeah. Benno sounds like a Benadryl, like a, yeah. 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 Uh, Celebi. Oh, God. This is harder than I expected. <laughs> Let me say it in a different way. Celebi. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, the B makes me think it's a Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Pokemon. Uh, Celebrex. That is a prescription meditation. <laughs> yeah, that's not the evolution of Celebi. <laughs> uh, Crestor. Medication? Big time. It's one of the most prescribed medications around. What's it for? It's a stat. It's a it's a statin. So it's for dyslipidemia. It's to drop people's cholesterol levels, and it, oh. it uh, decreases your likelihood of having a heart attack. Is um, it, um, people talk about it? wanting to put it in the water. Wow. Oh wow! Wait, what's the name of it? Crestor. Oh, is it, is it like Lipitor? It is like okay. Lipitor. Okay. It's, Crestor and Lipitor are two of uh, uh. two of a pod. Cool. peridone drug <laughs> so i prescribe domperidone all the time okay i work one of the places i work at is at the breastfeeding clinic and right. we write we write prescriptions for domperidone uh off-label use of domperidone all the time it's a very controversial medication oh okay. well, why what does it do um it so what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to improve um your gastrointestinal motility so okay. people who have reflux or people who um have a slow gut hmm. Uh, you can give it to them and it's supposed to help them. Also, we use it in ICUs and neonatal intensive care units as well for people or for babies who have not been eating for a long time and you mm-hmm. want and they've been eating kind of through their veins, through intravenous uh, mm. food. or uh, And so when you want to restart the gut, because the gut will eventually sort of stop doing its normal peristalsis if you don't use it for a long time, it won't. Because it's a conveyor belt, the gut. Right. And it's always working as a conveyor belt. So it kind of will help kickstart that a little bit. Okay. Um, what we use it for at the breastfeeding clinic is to, um, as a side effect, it ra- it raises a hormone called prolactin. Okay. Mm. Prolactin. Sounds like it makes breast milk happen. Yeah. <laughs> so as a, as a side effect, it does that. But um, there's a big controversy because... It's actually like an orphaned medication, meaning like no one kind of owns it. So no one really makes a lot of money off of it. Mm. And there were some pretty bad studies that showed that it increased the risk of cardiac disease in people who are over 70, heart heart attacks and arrhythmias. And it probably does. Over 70? Yeah. Okay. Well, that seems like maybe just don't give it to them. (laughs) Well, except that so there's a warning about using it um, past a certain amount and Mm. past a certain age. And in breastfeeding, we use it at higher doses. But in younger people, there's never been a case that at least as of a couple of years, ago there's never mm. been a case of anyone taking it that we know about uh in canada who's had a heart attack or arrhythmia who wasn't who was taking it for breastfeeding reasons okay interesting so it's like it's controversial because like maybe there's maybe a, there's taking a warning. it now there's a health a canada later. warning about it and it probably it doesn't like there are many medications that have the same effect except mm. no one is willing to stand up for the medication because no one makes any money from it right so yeah. no one's able to, willing to like fight it right yeah. I started my my career as a graphic designer in pharma. (laughs) Like I have a weird, 
knowledge of, of some of this stuff but like when it stuff gets black labeled or yes. like it's really mm-hmm. interesting like it's super interesting yeah like yeah. how adverse effects are like uh, reported and yeah it's, no, it's no one hole. no one wants to get into trouble so right. once there's a little there's a some there's a mark on something people will tend to try to avoid it right, right. understandably makes sense all right number seven illamize pokemon because we haven't had one in a while it is a pokemon yeah, it's a little, <laughs> little lightning bug number eight insevec oh um pokemon nope nope that's a pharmaceutical i do not know what it is yeah, fair enough uh, number nine, Januvia. Uh, medication. Big time. Diabetes yeah. medication. Ah. Uh, okay. This makes this more fun. <laughs> I <laughs> like to I know thinking, about right? the drugs. I've been sitting on this one for weeks waiting for a guest where it felt appropriate. Uh, number 10. This one's, I think I did give away, Lapras. This is one of those Pokemon that people know, right? Nope. It's the big ice horse thing. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, it's, it's my favorite. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? Oh. I have no idea. I know about Mewtwo. Get okay. off my back. <laughs> You actually get on Lapras's back usually. Yeah. A lot of the time it's depicted as like a substitute for boats. Nerd, nerd, sorry. <laughs> I will wear that crown. I know. Uh, number 11, Levani. Pokemon? Yeah, it's like a bug thing. That's a silly name for a drug. That's all I can yeah. say. Uh, number 12, Ledian. Ledian. Uh, a drug, why not? No, that one's a Pokemon. Oh, all right. A ladybug. <laughs> Uh, number 13. How many Pokemon are there? There's 800 something. Jesus. You gotta catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> that seems very arduous. There's 800 <laughs> in this quiz. Oh my God. Uh, number 13, Nidorina. Nidorina? Yeah. Drug. I'm just gonna start flipping Pokemon. a coin. Pokemon. Sure. Uh, all right. Novolog. Novolog. Uh, drug. That's also for diabetes. Novolog sounds like it would be a Pokemon. But it's actually insulin. Okay. Yeah. Ah, which interesting medical history. Yeah. Canadian. Yes. Canadian uh, claim to fame. Banting and Best in the 20s. They killed a bunch of dogs and they, they did. isolated insulin. And it's they, very sad. And, well, it's not sad at all. So many, they saved a lot. So many yeah. people can live because of what they did. Thank you very much. That was amazing. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you got to kill a couple dogs to save humanity. Well, and then they, they gave it to people with the trust that uh, they would take care of it. And then they started jacking up the prices because yeah, they own the patents That's a bit of an issue. Yeah. Um, but just to say, like, all those dogs would have died whether they killed them or not. Well, yeah, it's been that's a long true. time since then. <laughs> yeah. Time happens. It's just when you actually, like, hear the, the breakdown of the story, they're like, get us another dog. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> sure. bit sad. But uh, no, I... I I, I get your your meaning. <laughs> yeah. uh, number fifteen, Quilava. I have Pokemon. Yeah, that's a Pokemon. Uh, number sixteen, Spiriva. Drug. Yes. Drug. What's that one do? I'm, that one's also insulin. No, it's not. And, and I, I've prescribed. Actually, I'm having a. I'm, I can look it up right now. I'm having a mental block because it's definitely not something that I use in pediatrics, which is mm. what I've been doing since 2011. But it's a very common medication. I feel kind of embarrassed. No worries. Oh, wow. I mean, if you haven't had to prescribe it in years, then you know. Yeah, but people do all the time. Keep going. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Number seventeen, Staravia. Staravia. Um, drug. No, Pokemon. Pokemon. I also pronounced it wrong. I think it's Staravia. Okay, that yeah. might have. Yeah. It's a bird with like a sort of, you know, there's like a hairstyle. It's like a pompadour almost, but like it hangs down a little bit too far. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's for COPD. It's for emphysema. Uh, That's why I don't I think I've anymore. heard of it before, yeah. It's a big one. I yeah. feel embarrassed. Sorry, everyone. It's okay. I think you have, you have an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number 18, Tranquil. 
this is this is a trap. Right. <laughs> it's a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon, but I would is absolutely believe. Is it like a quail thing that sleeps a lot? It's it's a quailude. <laughs> <laughs> Where did those go? I feel like those disappeared oh in the God. 70s. They totally they did. didn't. <laughs> I, I had friends doing ludes like a few years ago. Really? Can oh. you still get them? Apparently. What are they? Did they become something else? No, they didn't. They, and they were they were because they were being they came they were a medical thing. So yeah. when when the factories stopped making them, I don't think that like I I've never heard of anyone using quaaludes, but Interesting. maybe yeah. Yeah. Was it just for hysterical women who were doing too much coke? <laughs> like what? Was it? Um it was some kind of a hypnotic yeah. and I think it really just blew, like it just, you know, just buried you yeah all right fair enough uh number 19 tricor drug drug and finally number 20 vinblastine pokemon that's a that's chemotherapy a... oh agent. god damn it yeah. yeah that brings us to the end of that segment <laughs> <laughs> that's fun though that that would have been a lot less fun without like someone telling us what the drugs were oh i Thanks, just want to do like about the medicine I yeah that's the most fun part sure. <laughs> cool uh, the, the company I worked for made uh, immunosuppressants for like organ transplants. Yes. So there's nothing fun. Uh, just just horrible, <laughs> horrible outcomes. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to challenge you again lightly because like immunosuppressants let people live with. Oh, no, no. Like they're life saving. Yeah, you just yeah. don't want to take them for recreation. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you definitely oh, don't want to take them for recreation. No, no, no. Right. That's for sure. But then they reformulated it for eczema, which uh, also cool. mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, I have eczema. <laughs> I've been I, I've been using creams that have been slowly helping it. I think, which is nice. Mm. Um, but Toby had a bad flare up over the winter, oh, which you yes. know happens because because so he lived dry. in liquid for nine months and now he's living in air. Yeah, and yeah. and he's living in Montreal winter air. Right? Yes, Where heated it's heated awful. air. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, he's been better too. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, good. that's good. I was. That's one of the things that like. You know when you have kids, you you think about like what you're gonna pass down to them genetically, mm-hmm. and you like are a little a little guilty about yes. it. That's the one thing for me that I was like, he's gonna have shitty skin. <laughs> well, if if that's your worst quality, then he's pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah. that's I'm, true. You know, I I have my anxieties about my impact on my kids are a lot more personality based. Oh, and, I, I have those and, too. You know, mental health based, <laughs> right. and so. That's my worry, but yeah, uh, you know, skin. But you know, eczema is not fun. That's for no, sure. yeah. It's 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 a bad time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably gonna have weak ankles too. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Old weak ankles, Toby over there. <laughs> Look at this kid in his weak ankles. Is that a real thing, or is that just something that people told like doctors to get out of the army? I I like. So my mom hurt her ankles just all the time when I was a kid, and like. Teffer hurts her ankle fairly often, and I like live with a constant, like insignificant but definitely there ankle pain. So I don't know. Toby's probably gonna have you know his share of ankle issues in life. Vague complaint. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mine is definitely like I'm a little uncomfortable when I walk once a month or so. I think I think everybody has a week. Thing. Mm. And, yeah. you know, whatever that really means, like it's it's where you struggle when you struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know I get headaches. That's what I do. That's where I feel it, you know, mm. like and, and and sometimes it's psychological, but it, I think it's psychological because I've I've ha- I know that pain. I know that feeling. Right. I've had mm-hmm. it before. So it gets complex. Your, your relationship to it gets complex. So your ankles maybe are where you feel. Yeah. 
Maybe you have feeling ankles. <laughs> that, that's it. I'll stop calling them weak and start calling them vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> you have emotional ankles. Yeah. They're not weak. Emotionally honest <laughs> ankles. <laughs> Guys, that brings us to the end of our show for this week. If you like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. We really need it, as you heard in last week's episode, where Kate and I uh, talked about how much we need money for the first 10 minutes of the episode. (laughs) We have merch. Uh, you can click the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from the fine folks over at Public. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, which, um, if you haven't done it yet, helps the show grow a whole lot. Uh, please do it. It would be really, really How nice. does it help the show grow? So with uh, with iTunes specifically, or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, um, the more... Basically, the more reviews something has, the more likely iTunes algorithm will pick it up and like bump it to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, especially if you get a lot of reviews in a short period of time, iTunes will be like, what's going on with this show? Let's check it out. Mm-hmm. So, but also, even if it's a gradual thing, like if you get a review per day for a year and suddenly have 365 reviews, that'll be good for you, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Can people review it more than once? No. Uh, they can if they create a new login that's true if you guys are really dedicated <laughs> Kendallin I'm looking at you <laughs> you would do that <laughs> Kendallin's an MVP uh, yeah so so do that uh, you can also help us out by sharing this episode with a friend who uh, likes to write reviews yeah <laughs> Or someone who uh, just likes to press five stars. (laughs) They don't really need to like reviews. They just like the the satisfaction of a job well done. Five stars. (laughs) Share this episode with the person you think is most likely to also share this episode. Uh, or more realistically, uh, with someone who, I don't know, is part of a crazy happenstance story in your life. Uh, maybe share it with your wife, uh, who you met while pooping. Uh, you know, you After. Share, well, yeah. Somebody with emotional ankles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> share it with the person you think has the weakest ankles. A Pokemon ankles. or a medication. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and most importantly, share this episode with your mom and tell her we say Happy Mother's Day, which is not anytime soon. But, oh, I was you know. going to say, like, fuck, did I miss it again? <laughs> Not so yet. bad at this. It'll just psych her out. <laughs> um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Down with Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. At Boxless Thoughts. You on Twitter? Nope. Cool. Uh, does anyone want to plug anything? Bearing in mind this comes out April 16th. Gateway Music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gateway Music. There's going to be some really good episodes coming up. They're already recorded, so I can say that. I'm I'm confident in that fact. Sweet. I want to plug Howard. Because he's lovely. Yeah. Thanks. I've been like really loving. You want to like... plug me? <laughs> See over. there, kid. I'm going to plug you full of holes. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been really enjoying like um, like producing gateway music over the past few weeks. Because like Tom. you, I mean, people can hear it. You have a really like gentle presence and mm-hmm. like a, a good voice. And it's been nice. Thank you. Yeah. So I hope uh, I hope you guys should go check that out. It's uh, It's very fun. Uh, let's see. It'll be two more episodes from now. So episode seven. I think it might be Jenny's episode. Cool. I think maybe it's hard to know because there was, we did some shuffling. Yeah. There's so many recorded. There's a lot. Exactly. (laughs) Which one you want? Anyway, thank you both very much for having me on this show. I had a really nice time. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Always a pleasure. We'd also like to extend a special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track of their EP Benson Mm -hmm. as our theme music. You can find all of their music for sale at uh, crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. Uh, our show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni of the Upford Network. Mm-hmm. You can find out about all of our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. Yay. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
Joe.